0: Can't you hear that rooster crowing, rabbit running down across the road, underneath the bridge where the water flowed through? So happy just to see you smile, underneath the sky of blue, on this new morning, new morning, on this new morning with you. Can't you hear that motor turning, automobile coming into style, coming down the road for a country mile or two? So happy just to see you smile, underneath the sky of blue, on this new morning, new morning, on this new morning with you. This is Pod Dillon, the show that celebrates the work of Bob Dylan, one song at a time, proud member of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. I'm your host of Freewheeling Rob Kelly. And joining us this week to talk about, as you might have guessed, the song New Morning from the album of the same name is fellow Bobcat Patrick Carroll. Hi, Patrick. Hey, Rob. It's a thrill to be here. Well, thank you. I'm glad uh, glad to have you here. You reached out and, and mentioned uh, that you want to talk about this song. And, you know, I, look, I love it when anybody reaches out to me to want to talk about any Dylan song because that's the thrill of doing this show. But I, I do enjoy when someone mentions something that nobody ever asks about, you know, like you're the only person <laughs> ever to mention New Morning. And I really love this song. Uh, in particular, it's very simple, but I'm but I'm really glad that, that, that you, this is one you wanted to talk about because I feel like that the new morning album has been relatively underserved so far on the show, Pod Dylan. I don't think we've only really, I think we've only really covered one song previously, and that was if not for you. But we'll get to all that in a few moments. But of course, I have to ask you, since you're new to the show, how did you become a fan of Bob's work?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I wanted to say that the very first um, song that I heard was uh, actually a cover. Um, It was, you know, as uh, often happens, uh, it was like a Rolling Stone. And it was actually the first time I heard it was... uh, well, it was a green day cover. Um, and I'd first heard it in middle school <laughs> when I was going through a bit of a pop punk phase.
0: <laughs> I am uh, so old. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And this was, and this was one of their newer, uh, albums too. It was like a bonus track off one of their albums from 2009. Um, but they also, they also had a cover of the who's, uh, a quick one while she's away or he's away. Um, and so, yeah, and those were, you know, these were just artists that I hadn't heard, uh, uh, in, in middle school at that point and uh and so i was really yeah, i was really curious uh i looked it up the original version uh at the time and you know it didn't jump that much out at me probably because it w- didn't have like uh you know uh guitar chords early i'm sorry uh electric guitar <laughs> or, excuse me uh power chords rather uh <laughs> whereas a green day song would um so, yeah, that, that was that was the first, like, encounter of a, of a, a Bob Dylan song that I'd heard. Um, from there, like, I, after, like, going into high school, you start listening to – I started listening to The Beatles and uh, quickly come to realize George is my uh, favorite Beatle. And so I uh, get into All Things Must Pass, and then you uh, – lo and behold, there's a couple – Songs with this uh, Bob Dylan guy that he <laughs> that he wrote, <laughs> and uh, and so All Things Must Pass definitely one of my you know favorite uh, solo Beatles albums. So I had to had to check out um, the rest of his music, and from there uh, I just started from uh, Free Will and and just kind of went in order through his discography.
0: It's interesting that you went in order because that's that a lot of people don't. I didn't do it that way. I kind of like went all over the place, so I, I i was always getting discombobulated about what what era is this from like what is this so but you went straight through
1: from the beginning, yeah, it just kind of naturally happened, I guess I mean I'd heard blowing in the wind, you don't know, hear that everywhere uh, sure. don't think twice, and so and of course, the times they are a change and just precedes that um, um or follows that rather and uh so yeah, it just kind of happened naturally. Have you seen him live uh yes, I uh, saw him back in uh the fall just about when he started uh, doing uh, the Tempest uh, stuff again, or at least like dropping the uh, Sinatra stuff. Um, So I got to hear a a lot of songs from that album. He was in uh, uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Um, uh, You may have uh, heard of Youngstown uh, on The Sopranos. Uh, It's a famous, uh, I guess, kind of like a mob center, (laughs) like mafia (laughs) town. Um, So that was really interesting to uh, visit and see him. That that was the first time I was able to catch him, yeah.
0: What did you think of it
1: i uh, i i loved it it was in, yeah I, I was it was incredible it was just like you know you'd mentioned before just to be in his uh being that presence i guess just you know this massive uh pop culture figure it's uh just mm-hmm, really mm-hmm. and i hope to do it again as soon as can
0: oh very cool well, excellent that's uh, that's great uh do you have a like do you have a particular uh, now that you've been li- you've listened to the whole catalog? Like, yes. do you have a particular favorite era that you would say? Like, I used to ask this question on the show uh, in the early days, and I, I dropped it eventually because I can never remember to do it every time because I'm just a bad host. But like, if there is an era that you'd love to hear him return to, do you like do what? Do you have an era that you would love to hear him like somehow pop out and you know re- <laughs> kind of like return? Like, oh wow, this album just sounds like this.
1: Yeah, it would have. Well, it'd really have to be this period uh, from '69 to uh, '71, uh, starting with uh, Nashville Skyline. You know, when he was adopting the country croon, and then uh, from there into Self Portrait in uh, New Morning, which, as far as I understand, they the recording sessions kind of blended together for those two. And I don't know something about it. I mean, like. i had heard so much, uh, you know, negative stuff about Self-Portrait before listening to it, you know, going in. And so I figured this would be, you know, a, lit- a litmus test for, you know, if you're, you know, I guess a true fan, uh, you know, quote unquote. And, uh, you know, turns out I loved it, you know, just as quite as much as the, as the rest of them and this album uh, included. And so I kind of I kind of refer to it as the cowboy slash family man Bob uh, period, because he was, I guess, uh, as I also understand, living and uh you know woodstock with his uh with his family kind of trying to get away from the uh tumultuous uh i guess you know uh side of the uh, entertainment business and uh all that
0: yeah, well, I'm glad you mentioned the recording of this because, yeah, it is unique in the Dylan catalog and that uh, this was a year – this album was released in 1970, and it was released the same year as Self-Portrait, and which means that Dylan fans got two all-new original Dylan albums in one year, which is that's, – that's amazing. Uh, the only time that's ever really happened again since was the same year that um, – I think it was uh, together, Th- not together through life. Oh no, it was together through life, and and Christmas through the Heart came out the same year, which was kind of like amazing. Yeah. But but even then, it's you know this was unique, and you know most people know Self Portrait was not uh, regarded very well. It was really the first album of his that that critics were like, "What is this?" You know, it just was not. And then New Morning came out, I think like four yeah. months later, and people sort of assumed that Dylan had kind of been so shocked. At the response to self-portrait that he ran into the studio and recorded a new album as kind of like almost like an apology and as we all know bob dylan doesn't do apologies uh and and you know (laughs) history history has shown us that as you just said he was working on both albums virtually simultaneously uh he was dabbling back and forth and in fact originally the new morning there was an original quote-unquote cut of new morning that had a lot of covers. I mean, it was like half originals, half covers. Mm. And then over time, the covers just got kind of dropped away, and uh, some of them were just sort of lost in the mist of time until the bootleg series did their self portrait edition. And then, of course, a bunch of them showed up on that uh, Dylan album from 1973 that was released as a kind of revenge album by <laughs> his by uh, by Columbia Records. So, New Morning, you know, was never intended to be any sort of apology. It was just you know, he just decided. Self-Portrait was covers, and New Morning ended up being all original. So this song, the title track, which is opens up uh, side two, um, this is, I feel like, sometimes with Dylan, um, things are more complicated than they seem, and the other times they're not. And this is one of those songs that I feel um, is not so much about the words, although the words are beautiful. It's It's conveying a mood. He's trying to convey a mood, and I think it does it spectacularly, but it's – it's the lyrics are repetitive. I mean they are just basically – it's a guy being so happy that this person is coming, either is coming or is with him and they're experiencing the dawn of a new day. But it's – to me, it's what I love about it is that it just – it makes you feel – like what it sounds like you know it just conjures up that feeling and that's what i that's what i love about it
1: yeah absolutely i mean and it's all done in like complete earnest uh as was self portrait in my opinion yeah in no ways did uh do i feel that new morning was an apology record because you know as they were recorded simultaneously yeah it would make that makes no sense as to why why it would be uh uh, but you know it's it's like you said it is all in the i guess feel of it it's laid back but also really you know like celebratory um it's just an ode to you know being alive uh and what i really love about it is just um it it in you know, the lyrics do uh are really unassuming um but it, it really fits the uh the mood uh like you said uh really well um as far as just, like, you know, finding contentment in the, you know, everyday and mundane. Uh, it's just, you know, those little things that, uh, you know, keep you going Uh Get you looking forward to uh, looking up, uh, waking up in the morning,
0: <laughs> right? And he gets to that Then the next the the, the little middle verse, which is uh, this song is mostly about four or five lines per verse. But then you got that middle one, which is just the two lines: "The night passed away so quickly, it always does when you're with me." And then he says, "Can't you feel that sun is shining? Groundhog running by the country stream. This must be the day that all of my dreams come tr- come true. So happy just to be alive underneath the sky of blue." Uh, on this new morning, new morning with you, and then he ends with he sings it again, so happy just to be alive underneath the sky of blue and my favorite part of this song is uh, not any of the words it's the fiddle, I guess it's a fiddle. I am horrible at figuring out what instruments i'm listening to at any given point, but it's that the the part where it says the night passed away so quickly, it always does when you're i think the lines here on Bob com says it always does when you're with me. But I feel like I hear Bob singing when you're home with me. I feel like he's adding an extra mm. word in there. But the way the fiddle comes up at that right after that line where it's just it always does when you're home with me. And then, and, and it's like this and it feels the fiddle or the violin or whatever it is. It feels like the sun rising, you know, like I do I, yeah. I that thing of like sitting on a porch And you're just it's you're up really early in the morning and you're just seeing the light come up over the horizon. And it is one of my favorite moments in any Bob Dylan song. And again, it gives it a lie about, you know, any Dylan fan has heard. Oh, well, you know, he can't sing, but he's a great lyricist. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, and to me, obviously, he's a superb musician as well because he knew – I mean, he didn't. he's not playing the violin or the fiddle in this moment. But it's his song, and he knew to decide to, at that moment to step back and just let that sound kind of wash over you. And it just – it gives me goosebumps, goosebumps every time I hear it because it's just so beautiful.
1: Absolutely. And in this and um, the alternate take of Time Passes Slowly uh, with the, the one that he recorded with, George Harrison, like they really just did uh, get across that – yeah, that's that simplicity. Um, it's the whole uh, new morning album. You could like sum it up. I feel like it's just all about uh, you know the uh, tranquility of, you know, the domestic home, rural, rural life. Uh, and so, yeah, you have those images of, uh, you know, a beautiful sunrise and serene, uh, landscapes and, uh, and even, even the organ in the, uh, in the background, it ha- I always got like a kind of gospel, uh, tinge I, f- I felt to it. Um, which, um, brings me to like my, uh, which, which brings me to why I'm like dr- so drawn to the song is, uh, and all, and the album itself, um, I feel like this, uh, title track and the, f- uh, following track sign on the window are really the album centerpieces. Um, you know, on sign on the window, he's talking about, uh, building a cabin in Utah, uh, you know, marrying a wife and having a bunch of kids. And he says, that must, uh, be what it's all about. I feel like that, uh, line really, uh, hearkens, uh, to the, uh, uh, what is it? The, uh, this, this, this is, this, is an entire song. This must be the day that all my dreams come true. Like, uh, he, he sounds so content and it's, it's, it really, it really just warms my heart <laughs> every time I hear it.
0: I do have to wonder what, uh, you know, in the, in the moment, uh, I mean, I've read some contemporary reviews and I think new morning for the most part was received pretty well, uh, I think there was one review from Rolling Stone that it was like it was something like we've got Dylan back. You know they were so excited because they were just so disappointed with Self Portrait. But I do wonder. I mean, it, you know, this is 1970. It's not like the world was some peaceful place. We were still in Vietnam, and there was still there was a lot of unrest. And yet, you know, here is the, the this guy that people turn to for. Uh, You know, ostensibly in some ways marching orders, which of course he rejected in every way. But nevertheless, people sort of turned to him as the voice of the counterculture. And all of a sudden, here he is acting like a country boy singing about, you know, catching rainbow trout in Utah and, and, you know, sitting on the porch and just sort of strumming along. I wonder what some of his younger fans felt about that because you know what happens if you don't have the what happens if you don't have that in your life and you know he's kind of just spirited away and he's just like well i'm just I'm just happy here making making kids and you're like, well okay Bob but I can't do that so or whatever but nevertheless it is i mean after it it's kind of amazing to hear the the progression when you think about uh the you know the voice and the anger uh that was you know was coming out of this guy in nineteen sixty five And then, just five years later, you hear this, and you're like, "Wow, that's a universe away." It's only five years in his life, but that is that's different galaxies in terms of what I'm hearing from this guy.
1: Absolutely, Um, and as far as like the lyrical uh, content, uh, this is something I uh, a point that I had found, or at least not found, but I'd really uh, resonated with. I found on uh, is it uh, a Bob-Dylan.org.uk? I don't know if you've. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's a great
1: site. Yeah, and so I was looking at their. page on New Morning, and there was a comment at the bottom that um, had uh, mentioned how Dylan was really kind of following in the footsteps of the great American poets, uh, like, uh, say, a Walt Whitman or a Thoreau, you know, who were, you know, described as uh, these uh, basically transcendentalists. They are finding the uh, beauty and uh, divinity in nature and, like, uh, finding a spirituality through that, really. And... Um, I really think that, like I mentioned the, uh, the, uh, the organ earlier, how it kind of has that gospel, uh, tinge to it. Uh, and that, that's again, just what really draws me, uh, to this song. I think it, uh, you get that a lot on, uh, if dogs run free, you know, he's talking about, uh, what is it? a harmony with the, the cosmic sea. Like mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's just really finding, uh, that fulfillment, uh, through in, 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 in these, in nature and, uh, uh, and through, um, Kind of uh, marveling, he's, he's, what it is, he's like marveling in the inherent like miraculousness that is your participation in life. You know, the wholeness is uh, is, is basically what I, is is what I get out of it.
0: And the organ uh, on this the entire record is Al Cooper. And so, of course, you know that he worked with Al, uh, you know, starting with like a Rolling Stone and stuff like that. And it was produced by B- Bob Johnson. So it was all, Johnson. So it was a lot of all the same people that he'd been working with all these years. Uh, there's Charlie Daniels you hear on this, and Dave Dave Bromberg, Harvey Brooks. But I mean, all that great organ is is Al Cooper. And so, you know, again, that was somebody that Bob was familiar with and and was very comfortable with. And so, it's no surprise that the organ is so, you know, memorable because it's one of the best guys ever to do it, was playing on the record. Um, like said, it's a, like said, it's a really beautiful, simple, straight-ahead tune. Uh, I looked it up and on BobDillon.com. In terms of concerts, it's only been played 79 times. So it's not something he plays mm. very much. He only started playing it in concert in, until 1991. And then he last played it again in 2006. And one of the things worth noting about this song in terms of the live versions is there is an amazing notation in Clinton Halen's book, Bob Dylan, The Life in Stolen Moments, where it talks about a June 1991 concert, which featured an eight minute version of New Morning contain only containing only two lines from the original (laughs) song. And it says that this quote is that set the stage for one of the most shambolic rambling performances ever given by a major artist.
1: (laughs) Well, see, I thought I'd seen that performance on YouTube or or I might've heard it. Um, There, there are only a few of them that are on YouTube. Um, The, the one that, from 1991, I, I think uh, he, it's actually the opening song of the set list, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> interesting. And I, I hope to God that it, that wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the opening song for the, for that performance in which he forgets, you know, 90 of the lyrics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing, but I don't know if I'd been there, maybe I'd be kind of mad. I'd be like, Bob, come on! I, mean, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. I, well, I, I got to wonder too. This was around the the time of the uh, 30th anniversary uh, concert, which you attended, right? Yes. And I just got to wonder if he was I know he he played, if not for you, uh, with George or uh, George had played it at that show. I just got to wonder if he was going getting back into this album around that time. uh, And that's why he had pulled, you know, eventually pulled it out.
0: That's it's it's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, again, it's not something he, he, he played it a lot in 91, 92, and then he dropped it again for another 13 years uh, God, Bob Dylan's touring life is so vast that he can drop songs for a decade and then go right back to them. So he played it again in 2005 and 2006, and then that was it. He's not played it again, so it's not something that he, he uh, goes back to, which is, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have not heard that eight-minute version. <laughs> God, I want to because I'm just fascinated as to what that might sound like or what's going on there. Have you heard the um, the alternate version on for the uh, bootleg series, the other self-portrait?
1: Yes, yes, uh, uh, and I, I I like it uh, quite a bit. I don't know if I pref- prefer it by any means. Um, what's interesting is I noted it's actually ten seconds longer than the original. Uh, not to okay. mention the uh, horn. You know, o- o- oh ups, man, those obviously. horns
0: are all over the place in that thing.
1: Yeah, it's kind of aggressively uh, jub- jubilant, is how I would d- describe it. Um, I, I, I was reading in the uh, in like the liner notes or like one of the essays in the another self portrait booklet, and one of the writers had. Uh, had related it to, uh, got to get you into my life. Um, I can hear Beatles. that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I do, I do, I do like it quite a bit. It's not my favorite of, of, of the, of the, uh, alternate versions, uh, of songs on this album. Like I said, I re- uh, really love time passes slowly. Number one. And it, it, that's the weird thing too, is like, uh, the, the version of time passes slowly on the album, it almost feels a little meandering, uh, in, in, in a way. Um, uh and, and 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 similar to i don't know him i guess uh his 8 minute version <laughs> live version of uh, the new morning um <laughs> uh, and and you just got to wonder uh, you know why he picked you know these songs uh, which were which takes versions over over the other one because the time passes slowly number 1 with George Harrison like n- them harmonizing like you just i it, it, uh, i can't believe he you know didn't put that on the album um uh but uh, I, the thing is uh, about him uh Writing songs with George and during this time and like uh, you know there's that famous uh, jam session with him or whatever um, that you can hear. I, I really feel like uh, some of George's spirituality was like rubbing rubbing up on off on him. Excuse me. Um, you know writing uh, writing together um, and you kind of get that with other songs on the album. Like there's the Father of Night, which is uh, based on the, uh, Jewish prayer. Uh, and uh, Three Angels, which has, you know, the uh, gospel backup singers. Um, And so I thought that was – I just thought that was something of note uh, as far as like the uh, influence on this album.
0: Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, you can hear Harrison on this. I mean, yeah, and that's interesting why he didn't use that version. I mean, I think there's – I don't know if there's any – uh, of a Bob Dylan fan of a certain level, doesn't have one song in their back of their mind where they say, "Why didn't Bob put that on the album?" I just think everybody's right. got that one. Some some of us have more than one, but there's always something we just hear. Why didn't he use that one? It was a really good one. So yeah, I, I mean. I I feel like uh, when I heard another self – we're getting a little bit off New Morning, but when I heard the Another Self-Portrait Bootleg series, I was like, good lord. There's a great record to be permed from, from this material, and he just chose not to do that. So I'm not sure what was going on on there, and maybe even by that point he was focusing on New Morning and wasn't even really worried about self-portrait or something. I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great stuff. I mean I enjoy the version – on the bootleg series of this with all the horns, but I just find them completely unnecessary. I mean, the song, I think the song works very well on its own terms. You don't need all this, blah in the background. It sounds like there's, like, 50 people playing horns. <laughs> You're just like, oh, lord, this is a big group.
1: It's a, it's a, it's a, it's the, it's got, it, it has the obnoxiousness of an unwelcome surprise party, <laughs> as I would, I guess, maybe describe it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean,
0: it's fun, it's fun to listen to, though, It it's just, it's so big band, it's like, wow.
1: Yeah. um, As far as I I was looking through um, the chapter, New Morning chapter in Chronicles, um, something I also found interesting, you know, he opens it. He's talking about, um, you know, originally the uh, he the I guess the song New Morning was written for a play, uh, as he describes. um, And and the playwright is also a poet. He mentions. uh, uh, Sorry, uh, let me find that here.
0: Oh, that's right. I forget about. Yeah, I forgot about that, that he was supposed to write a couple of songs for this play.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Archibald McLeish was it was the, was the playwright. There you, go. There you um, go. And he said he describes him, Robert Frost and Carl Sandburg as having described the landscape of 20th century America. And I, I, I just think that was the mindset I guess he had. He might have been reading these guys, you know, before going into recording uh some of these songs, uh just, you know, going back to that domestic tranquility, you know, uh finding uh, you know, contentment in in nature and uh all, and all that.
0: Yeah. And it's also it's sort of funny when you think about it. The, the album, the song is New Morning and the album is New Morning, which, of course, by the very title, sort of uh, it, it assumes that this is the beginning of some sort of new period of creativity, maybe. Uh, you know, it's it's New Morning. It's, it's not it's not called uh, Night. It's called Morning. It's called the next. And yet this would be Dylan's last all original album for almost four years. Uh, He would, you know, they would put out the Greatest Hits collection and they would put out that Dylan record, which we mentioned. And then they would then, of course, Bob would do the soundtrack to Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, which was an all original album, but that's mostly instrumental music. And it wasn't until Planet Waves that he put out another record. So it's it's sort of interesting that he would call it New Morning which you know again if you didn't know you'd think well this is going to be the beginning beginning of a whole new era of creativity for the guy and then no not really he got in late dormant for a while so uh, you know i and that, that and that is part of the thing that um i always figured that there, a lot of Dylanologists love reading into his album titles Uh, and that's why I see something like this and I think that they don't mean anything. I don't think he's sending messages. I mean, I think, I don't know if you ever saw, there was all this stuff about, you know, oh, he called the the last album Tempest and that's Shakespeare's last work. Mm -hmm. That means Mm -hmm. that's the last album. And I don't think Bob spends a lot of time, uh, worrying about that. And so, you know, again, new morning, you know, new morning doesn't, it doesn't, I think he probably just liked the song this and he was like, okay, call the album new morning you know i don't think there was a whole ton of like you know secret messages put in behind
1: it. yeah and i really i really do think it is just kind of like the album centerpiece and like it kind of really uh uh caps off um all of the album's themes like uh, as i as i mentioned um and, and uh i i gone back and listened to your the episode you done on if not for you which is uh, of course the opening track um and something kind of a connection i made between this song and that one obviously it's about a relationship um and you know being really content in that relationship but it could also be about any relationship you know not just romantic it could be a friendship um it could be uh you know with with a relationship with nature itself um Mm -hmm. he's, he's describing you know the uh the country streams and uh groundhogs yeah groundhog running down by the country stream and so um uh yeah
0: I I could I definitely see some kinship with this song and some of the other songs with Harrison's "Here Comes the Sun" because of course you know and that's my favorite Beatles song of all time and you know I could sort of because of course that song has is very in touch with nature it's all about the, the renewal of nature. And so I could see Dylan almost sitting there saying, I can write something like that. You know, <laughs> I get to, get to, to get <laughs> put that together. I mean, like I said, I think Harrison's influence on Dylan was profound and almost, I would argue, like entirely positive, not to mention just their long years of friendship and not to mention even the Woolberries, of course, you know, and stuff like that. So, no, I, I agree. I think New Morning probably has a lot, uh, a lot of the probably better stuff on New Morning in terms of its musicality or its themes is probably due to uh, Bob's enduring friendship with Harrison. And that's a great thing. That's a, you know, that's, a, that's an awesome thing. I love seeing pictures of them playing together. It always makes me happy. You know, just like two guys that, uh, you know, had both ridiculous levels of fame and could find, uh, you know, friendship with one another is a, a very nice thing to think about.
1: Absolutely. Uh, my last question, I guess, for you is: uh, Do you do you think it's a good song to wake up to? Would you set it as like your alarm <laughs> on your on your phone to wake up to you in the morning? It might be a little uh, too before... mellow. I think you probably need
0: a little more of a. It depends how easy it is for you to get up in the morning. I think I, okay, I need something okay, so a little al- more. Okay, so the alternate version then. Yeah. Right. The yeah. There you go. The, the horns get... will do it. <laughs> I need these loud horns getting you up in the morning. Like, all right. Okay. All right. For God's sakes. Yeah. I'll get it up. I never thought about that. That's a good idea. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I think that's going to do it for, for new morning. So Patrick, uh, again, thank you for reaching out and thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Of course, if you want to subscribe to the show, uh, you can find it on Apple Podcasts and on Stitcher. You can leave a comment over on our website, which is FireAndWaterPodcast.com. And we're always talking Dylan over on Twitter, which is at pod underscore Dylan. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we will see you later. Bye. That's you.
1: Of my dreams come true. So happy just to be alive underneath this sky blue. just to be alive.